You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. This is Amy Poehler. My new movie, Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2, is coming to theaters June 14th. And it's making me feel joy and sadness and anger. Definitely some disgust. Rose. And I think a little fear. But I'm also feeling these new emotions like anxiety, embarrassment, envy, and ennui. It's what you call the boredom. Okay, that one was weird. It's going to be the feel-everything movie of the summer. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. Rated PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only in theaters June 14. Get tickets now. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Little Justice. Little Justice. Little Justice. All right, and we're back. Welcome, welcome, welcome. We're on Little Justice. We have Brandon Routh here. Uh, we're talking about now movies because this is a movie podcast and we do this is a movie podcast it is in fact sometimes we do talk you know when alex is not pursuing my wife we do talk about films and (laughs) that is that's what we're gonna talk i mean i've we've been texting during this please stop i don't i don't take a i don't take a break (laughs) from pursuit please stop you know for this wife (laughs) goddamn awful (laughs) um but no uh so we so uh, with with brandon with you being kind of the pride of des moines pride of iowa and pride of the midwest we thought that this would be a great time to delve into uh what can only be called the midwestern movie you know and look at look at movies that that mean something to us from from you know from the midwest so i guess i guess alex my first question to you is what what do what is the midwestern movie like is it because there's i had i had to find out because in my head you said midwest and honestly i never really thought about what is the midwest i thought it went like literally (laughs) from like Iowa all the way to Nevada. Like anything that's not the East or West Coast, I just say is the Midwest. Yeah, inaccurate. Inaccurate. <laughs> very, very inaccurate. And so many people mm-hmm. will not like me for not knowing that. Just because if you don't live in the Midwest, you don't have Midwest pride. So, you yeah, know, it's right. understandable. Those flyover states. Which is also a thing I didn't know about. My sister-in-law is from Minnesota, so she's Midwest. But I thought that wasn't even midwest like that's too far north mm. to be midwest where is it? is it narnia for you like what is, like that's exactly <laughs> I, what it is i don't know i just live in my little bubble and i don't <laughs> <laughs> that's the problem with 2020 um, okay. all right so midwest is north dakota south dakota nebraska kansas minnesota iowa missouri wisconsin illinois indiana michigan ohio there we go got it all of, and iowa's right i mean you're like as midwest as midwest gets you're in the middle of midwest yeah we're the we're the we're the brains we're the head you know, there it is. you look yeah. at the, the on the map. So this is a thing then like Midwest pride. Like what? So Barry, maybe you could tell us because you have more experience. What what defines a Midwest person or environment or, you know, what what are the things that go into that? Um, yeah. I mean, the Midwest people are generally kind to your face, fairly honest. You know, we have a lot of different weather. So so we get all the seasons yep. and we think we're, you know, we're fairly hardy. A group of people having to deal with harsh, warm summers and thunderstorms and tornadoes and then freezing winters and blizzards every once in a while. Um, we like the outdoors. 
sports, a lot of a lot of church going folk yeah. and uh midwestern food which is not the healthiest and farming obviously state fairs right. are a big thing in the midwest oh and, yeah and pride because um because we very um uh, very proud of our of our home state or our home college team because we don't always, often like in Iowa don't have a professional sports team so people are Iowa Hawkeye fans or Iowa state fans or northwestern fans um, so is so, there like rivalry between the neighboring states neighboring states i mean yeah uh between iowa and nebraska um is one of the biggest ones uh iowa's iowans are usually fine with minnesota and illinois and uh and missouri but it's mostly yeah. nebraska that we have a problem with <laughs> and i'm not sure why <laughs> it's because probably because <laughs> iowa state and nebraska play football a lot um, it's one gotcha. reason who knows, maybe it's, it's the farming aspect. Um, but other than that, we have a problem with Ohio. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Well, um, because, because of the Ohio state, but that's probably most big 10 school and areas I mean, their dominance right. in college sports. <laughs> well, I, I gotta, I gotta go back and I gotta call out, uh, Des Moines. Cause I, so, you know, when I was on this tour again, uh, was doing a roundup of the best food. Some of the best, best, you know, best, whether I did a lot of pizza, did a lot of, you know, just like what well, wanted to get a, a thing. And I wrote it down in my journal and uh, I was looking it up last night. Zombie burger. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I got got to shout it out because God dang, that burger is so good. That's a weird name for a burger. Zombie burger. Dude, you don't even know. It's what's it made out of? What do you it's people, <laughs> Alex. They're serving people. <laughs> No, it's a burger. It's a it's whatever you want. You can get you can get a bunch of different burgers from Zombie Burger. You know, we should I mean honestly, like true like cuz it was like I think like a, maybe a 10 minute walk from the theater and we would go there after shows and uh I'd get like I just get a milkshake and a and a turkey burger, double turkey burger with cheese, uh fries to go. And that was very satiating. Yeah. I mean, y'all have some good food out there yeah. for sure. So Brandon, you're you're like a you're like a down home midwestern boy. Uh, do you think that that played into the Superman thing at all? Oh yeah, the fact that that's Clark. Uh, I think too? you know that's that's a lot of of who I am. Um, that 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 aspect, the small town, the naivete again um, for me, right? The kindness that Clark has in the small town, and you know your neighbors, and you're kind to your elders and neighbors, cool. and that kind of thing. Yeah, no, cool, love, cool, cool. I love it. The Midwestern movie. So you know, we're talking about like you said, hardy people. We're talking about lots of weather, talk, definitely talking about sports, uh, you know, and there's a lot of, I mean, I think, I think one of the reasons I like this genre is because this is actually, Alex, I think this is a genre that we might want to come back to at some point, just because there's, there's so many movies in, this, so, yeah. in this genre. There's so many, and, it, and, it, and it's, you know, does the movie explore the actual, like, what it means? There are movies that are about that environment and those communities. There are movies, my selection just happens to take place, like, it, it amplifies the story uh, that it is set where it is, but there's nothing about that where it's set that like influences the story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It can be, it can be anything. Truly, yeah. be anything. But, but I mean, you know, we'll see how yours. You know, I'm sure your choice falls short, Alex. But I, I we'll see how it does. Absolutely, it does. But you know? I really enjoyed watching it. And that's great. And that's all that. Did you have fun at the end of the day? That's all that matters. Um. So why don't we, you know, because Brandon, mm-hmm. you are our, our illustrious guest. We will start, and we will, we will, you know, start it off. Alex, do you want to go first? Or should I go first? Uh, I can go first. I don't think mine's going to take very long. Um. 
for those so of you who have yeah. not listened before, how we do this is uh, we've each selected our version of, of, of what we think, what's our favorite Midwest movie? Uh, it, it doesn't necessarily mean the best, but what's the one that we think uh, most resonates with us when we think of what this genre is that we've selected? Uh, so we're going to queue it up, uh, basically just introduce the movie until one of you guys can guess it. Uh, once you got it, call it out and then uh, we'll talk about it. So my movie, you'll probably get this really, really quickly because it name drops. Uh, it okay. starts in New York, New York City. Uh, it's kind of a cramped, you know, one, two bedroom apartment books, you know, on the shelves, books on the floor. A guy sitting on his couch, writing on his laptop, gets a phone call. He picks it up. The guy on the other end tells him. Hi, listen. According to an unconfirmed report, David Wallace is dead. What? No. <laughs> Cut to a flashback. This man is younger. He has read about a new author, David Foster Wallace. Good for you. Uh, who's come Good on the you. scene with his book. And he gets the idea. He's working for Rolling Stone. And he gets the idea to go visit him. He wants to accompany David Foster Wallace. Uh at the end of the tour. Listen, before we start putting stuff on tape, I, I need to ask you something. I need to know that anything that I say five minutes later not to put in, that you're not gonna put in. Absolutely. And just given my level of fatigue and my fuck up quotient lately, it's the only way I can see doing it and not, not going crazy. Nope, I, I completely understand. It's right back on, huh? Mm. Uh, you agree to the interview. This is, this is a recent, this is a very recent film. This is a recent film. Brandon, have you seen it? The end of the uh, tour? I'm not, uh, I'm not with you yet on what the movie is. Okay. It's the, the end of the tour. <laughs> it's, that's what it's called? <laughs> is the name of the movie. Oh, I yeah. don't know this movie. Oh, it's good. It's all good. Really? Okay. Yeah. It, so, could be so, that I'm a, it could be that I am a, a father and don't watch a lot of movies, but it also could be that I just don't. <laughs> it could be that you have, you have better, th- better things to do with your time. That's what we love to do, too, on this podcast is introduce people to things that they might not otherwise get to see. Um, this one, it came out in 2015. Okay. It stars Jason Siegel and Jesse oh, Eisenberg, um, and it's based on a, a book. That was a nonfiction book um, based on the same scenario. A guy working for Rolling Stone basically recorded three days of traveling with David Foster Wallace, the guy, the author of Infinite Jest. Okay. Um, who who later uh, committed suicide. So you know he he's like a big cult icon kind of author. Uh, if you've never read him, you know Infinite Jest is like a thousand plus pages long. It's it's big and it's dense. So he's kind of a um, become become an icon in the literary world. And what I love about this movie, so the movie just follows, uh, he's, he's making the last stop on his book tour for Infinite Jest. And it just follows their conversations from he shows up at his house uh, and it all takes place in Bloomington, Illinois. Oh, okay. They, they go into uh, Minneapolis, St. Paul, but it's, it's very, very, there's nothing going on except them talking to each other. Uh, and and the interviewer, uh, whose name is also David, uh, is an aspiring author, fiction author himself, and has sort of put Dave Wallace up on this pedestal of he, mm. he's like what he wants to become, right? Applauded in all the things, getting interviewed, you know, the the darling of the literary world. Um, and and Dave Wallace, uh, on the other hand, has hit this point where he's, you know, it's what he's been aiming for, but now that he's here, he realizes it just it's not 
quite meshing with with all of his anxieties and all of his things and he's really not sure how to handle it so you kind of put these two really anxious uh people who don't know what they want or how to handle where they're at together and watch them play off of each other in an in interview format basically okay. just asking each other questions and finding out about each other's lives how do you learn like to do this stuff do it the interviewing like does one go to interviewing school <laughs> yes i went to eight years of interviewing school so you got a master's i did um no no i'm uh i'm a writer ah okay yeah great i mean i write fiction as well i i just had a novel published actually great mm -hmm. You're like a nervous guy, huh? <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm okay. How are you? Because I'm terrified. Are you? Yes, you're not alone in this. Okay. It, it debuted at the Sundance Film Festival. Uh, it got really well reviewed. The two performances, Jason Siegel plays David Foster Wallace. It's just, a, it's, it's an unbelievable performance. And it all takes place, you know, it, it's, it really is like David, you, you picture in your head someone who's very successful, who's just sold a million copies of a book and is, you know, this big deal. And he, he lives in this little ranch you know, in the snow outside, outside Illinois. And, and the whole movie goes through, you know, how these, how these rural towns have, you know, it's all just McDonald's and, and traffic lights and factories. And, and it's kind of drab. It's like almost beautifully drab. Mm -hmm. uh, and the film moves these characters through these diners and all these spaces on, and gives you a sense, you know, it, everything is very, very normal, which plays into the film a lot because it's two people who have elevated their craft in, into a magical realm trying to reckon with the fact that it really is reality is very different i don't mind appearing in rolling stone i don't want to appear in rolling stone as somebody who wants to be in rolling stone to have written a book about how seductive images how easy it is to get seduced off of any meaningful path because of the way our culture is now what if i become a parody of that very thing you know, tomorrow you drive away and you get on a plane and this whole thing is over. I go back to knowing like 20 people. I'm gonna have to decompress from all this attention because it's like getting it's like getting heroin injected into your cortex. And where I'm gonna need real balls is to sit and go through that and try to remind myself of what the reality is that I'm 34 years old and I'm alone in a room with a, with a piece of paper. So it's watching them, you know, bring their elevated senses through just, you know, boring, boring Illinois. Um, so yeah, the the end of the tour. If you haven't, if you haven't seen it, please see well, it. Let me ask you this. So just just out of curiosity, so how does I mean, you say boring Illinois, which by the way, I don't believe Illinois is boring. Well, not boring, not boring, but normal, uh -huh. just just normal, normal. normal American because I mean I guess and it's my own personal experience too you know of of you and we talked about it with Pete Chapman on a previous podcast where, where you elevate something that you love that you want to do uh, the people who are very successful at it the people who have done it you think that they exist on this other plane yeah yeah right you think that they think differently they act differently they have different relationships and different worries you know not that they're immortal or that they don't have problems but that that there are things that they're doing that you could never understand. And so, and including where you live, you know, you picture movie stars, you think they all live in giant mansions and, and famous authors and musicians and all these things. And, and so to see the, the Midwest, it, like it's, a, it's as, as normal American as you can get these play. He teaches at the community college down the street 
and they stop at McDonald's to eat and then they stop at a 24 hour diner to eat. And then they're, they're riding economy, you know, they fly economy to the book tour at this small little bookshop and they, they're in a, a little Honda civic rental car. Um, you know, they, they have a driver who drives them around, but she's this kind of weird person in her little Volvo. Like, um, it's, it's completely unluxurious. Mm. Uh, and both of them, I think are reckoning with, mm. with that fact. Mm. Um, and it's, it's, it's soothing in a way. It's not a criticism of anything. It's, it's like identifying the humanity in it all. Like it, it's, it's like lessons on how to change your perspective so that you're not putting the wrong things up. It, it, it almost reminds me just listening to you describe that. I, cause I, you know, in my, in my search for infinite wisdom uh, and jest, I started reading uh, the Tao Te Ching recently, um, which I like, I've never read, but, but the, by Lao Tzu, it's this like, uh, uh, you know, Chinese philosophy, 81 chapters. And so much of it is about perception versus reality and the idea mm-hmm. of just letting go of things. And it's similar to what we were talking about before, the idea of like, you know, we all strive for these ideas of success and that if we can just let go of desire and just be content. In fact, chapter uh, 44, which I had to, I had to write down because it really just hit me so well. is just be content with what you have. Rejoice in the way things are. When you realize that nothing is lacking, the whole world belongs to you. And it's just like, hmm. and I, that's, I'm, that's what I'm hearing. Just the idea okay. of like, yeah. yeah, when you're, when you find, if you can find that contentment in, yeah. you know, then, then you're free, you know, and what a, yeah. what a beautiful concept. I love that. It is. It is. And, and the film, you know, it's, it's powerful. I've, I've seen it. I, I almost watch it as comfort food. Uh, and I'll, it's a kind of movie, um, like doubt we've talked about recently where I'll pick scenes out that I know that I like just because the, the performance is so good. Yep. I'll just watch mm. it to, to think about it, I love that. to experience it and then just let it wash over me. Um, this movie has so, so many of those, of those moments. Uh, and it's kind of all overshadowed by the fact that Dave Wallace, you know, committed suicide years later. You, you realize he never came to terms with it. All the stuff he's struggling with all the stuff, you know, he never actually figured it out. And I think it's, it's kind of a, a shadow over it, uh, but it makes everything, it, it adds another another level to, to what's going on, so. Part of my reticence about this whole thing is that it won't make very good copy for you. I'm also aware that some addictions are sexier than others. My primary addiction my entire life has been to television. I told you that. Now, television addiction is of far less interest to your readers than something like heroin that confirms the mythos of the writer. Yeah, a myth I do not believe. Right, okay? no, I know you don't believe that. I'm also aware that one of the things that's swirling around here is you want to have the best fucking article you can have. So you know what? Why don't you write whatever the fuck you want? I am telling you that this was not a lost weekend sort of thing, nor was it some lurid, romantic, writer-as-alcoholic sort of thing. What it was was a 28-year-old person who had really exhausted a couple other ways to live really taken them to their conclusion, which for me was a pink room with a drain in the center of the floor, which is where they put me for an entire day when they thought that I was going to kill myself. And when that happens to you, you become tremendously, just unprecedentedly willing to examine some other alternatives for how to live. I got to watch that. I've never seen it. Yeah. Never seen it. it You got to see it. You guys, yeah, you got to watch it. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. 
Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. There it is. The end of the tour. There it is. What a, what a, what a beautiful film. All right, all right, all right. The end of the tour. Uh, all right, so I'll, I'll jump in there. I'll throw, this, I'll throw this one down. This one, I think you're both... I honestly think you both will get this one. Alex, I think you'll be surprised at this one. But let's see. Let's see what happens. Uh, we open on what can only be described as like an idyllic Midwestern morning on like a long road cutting through farmland. Uh, this, this like very 80s synth trumpet music playing, kind of giving you hope, inspiring you to, to reach higher, be better. Uh, <laughs> white title cards on, on almost like a blue looking screen. Like it's so early in the morning, it just looks blue. And this car pulls over the pulls over the the, the, the pulls onto the road, driving. There's a man in it driving. Uh, he's tr- s- sipping from a mug. You see, even before the the uh, the super comes on that tells you that this is 1951, you see that the car is very much from the 50s. Like you can tell that you are in a 50s world. Um, this movie was made in the 80s, so that is no surprise that is in the 50s. Um, and he is passing through just i mean truly like almost like a a, it might as well be like a commercial for farmers um you just see so many farmers doing so many farming things and uh and and you also see uh he passes a a barn where some boys are playing basketball and uh that's a little foreshadowing for you and he pulls up to (laughs) okay (laughs) you get it you know come on guys am i guessing oh no no not i mean if you toss it out toss it out what do you think it is Hoosiers? There you go. There you go. Boom. See? And he said he's like, yo, movies. I, I don't watch them. Look, mister, these boys got a routine they're used to. You uh, throw a new coach with newfangled ideas at them, uh, might get them all confused. It will. He's into it real slow. Hell, our first game's less than two weeks away. Well, first of all, let's be real friendly here, okay? My name is Norm. Secondly, your coaching days are over. This guy's got it. <laughs> Who's yours, y'all? I didn't know it, bro. I never know it. Oh, really? Yeah, you never know it. He, he actually, he truly has never guessed correctly. I, I, I'm a terrible guesser. Oh, okay. I get overwhelmed, <laughs> dude. It's <laughs> all right. So, y'all. So, here's the thing. So, there was a couple movies that I had in mind when I, yeah. I was like, okay, obviously, I could go to the Coen Brothers because those. That's first of all, they are my yep. heart. I thought that. And one. yep, and I love them. And I just, I was like, dude. And then I was also the other one that I wanted to do but couldn't find was Drop Dead Gorgeous. Oh. Um. Mm-hmm. With you know Kirstie Alley and Kirsten Dunst and um it just which is if you haven't seen Drop It Gorgeous it's hysterical uh and it very much takes place in the Midwest um and it's a satire of so many things uh but Hoosiers it was just like okay I haven't seen this in so long and I gotta I just want to watch it and see see how I felt about it. and my biggest thing was like yo 
I everyone you know every I remember this this is the movie you cry about this is this is this is the tear this is the tearjerker and I was like I am not gonna effing cry <laughs> on this film <laughs> y'all the way Dennis Hopper had me bawling I was done I was done I didn't even know it's because you know it, 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 what what you realize very quickly watching this movie is it has the movie has almost nothing to do with basketball. <laughs> Um, it is like, it's this, as a good sports film should be as a good, exactly. I mean, and that's as the best sports, I truly think that as the best sports films are, it really has nothing to do with the sport. Um, you come into this town and, you know, Barbara Hershey is playing this, you know, fellow teacher, uh, who has, you find out she has a son who is like the star athlete, but doesn't want to play anymore, uh, for some reason. And, uh, Gene Hackman is the man who was driving in earlier and he's the new coach. He, uh, last coached in Ithaca, New York, and then he spent 10 years in the Navy and now he's here. Um, and the town automatically like Barbara Hershey's the first person she meets and she's reading them the riot act. The town does not want anything to do with him. Like they are, they're very much a, a town about this is our town. This is how we play. Um, this is how we operate and, and you can't change that. And, you know, he, he automatically like the first practice he shows up to the, the guy who was coaching before who he had met the night before um, at like, kind of like a, you know, ad hoc town meeting in, in, a, in the guy's barbershop. Um, it's like, you know, trying to be the assistant coach of them is like, yeah, this, this is how we do it. You know, we, we, we do a, we do zone defense and uh, you know, and, and, and Gene Hackman's like, yeah, you're actually, uh, you're not going to coach. You're, you gotta get, you gotta get out of here and toss about. And then like the guy brings back the entire town with him to like start, just start like, like they're going to like kill Gene Hackman. And it, it really is about the movie, you know, as so many of these kind of classic, I, I also think this is an eighties movie thing too, uh, you know, just about change and kind of the, I think I think especially in the '80s, you know, you look at the heroes of the '80s: John McClane, uh, Indiana Jones. Um, it was very much the era of the American Renegade. Uh, that's that's what we loved. We loved these stories about the people who came in and shook things up with the establishment, and and that's very much what this movie is. Um, you know, would 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 go would would turn over in the '90s to Dangerous Minds and Sister Act, but we don't have to get there yet. Uh, but it's it's that same concept, right? Of, of you know, there's two stories, a hero goes on a journey and a man walks or a person comes into town. And that's very much what this story is, 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 is Gene Hackman coming into town and shaking this town up. And um, why I say Dennis Hopper is the heart and soul of this movie um, is it truly is like a performance that like I was not like when it for, you know, he comes, he's he's the father of one of the players on the team. And he is a drunk and uh, he's, you know, the first time you meet him, he's like, you know, going up to the to the town, uh, pr- to the school principal and like trying to, you know, bum some money off him at a local diner. And his son is like truly embarrassed by him. But he shows a propensity for a knowledge of this game. And Gene Hackman, you know, when he when 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 uh, his assistant coach gets sick, he's like, you know, let's bring let's bring Dennis Hopper and let's bring uh, I think shooters his name let's bring shooter in and have him be the assistant coach and does things to like, it's truly set him up. It's much more of a rehabilitation where he's like, you know, he, he purposely gets thrown out of games yeah. to, to set up and, and have, have shooter have to step up. And I got to tell you guys, like, you know, cause you're watching Dennis, first of all, it's Dennis Hopper. So mm-hmm. like already my mind's going to speed. It's going to apocalypse. Now I'm like, you are freaking nuts, man. 
Like, I don't know what to do with you. Um, and he's playing this drunk and it, it might as well be out of like, it's a wonderful life. Like he's like this, like just this sloppy 1950s <laughs> crazy man. But it's this, the scene that got me is, is when he first shows up to his first game as an assistant coach, because the deal that Gene Hackman makes with, makes with him is you got to clean up. You, you got to be sober. And he shows up and he's in a suit that's like two size too big. And he's got his hair slicked back and he is so uncomfortable and so scared and so vulnerable. And you're just watching this man like, God damn it, Dennis Hopper. Like, you're really good. Like, he's just, he's, and he just wants to be there and he just wants to do a good job. And you're just like, it just got me right in the feels, y'all. I was like, yo, this is some real ish right here. Um, And, and, and he, so I, go ahead, go ahead. Well, I've, I've never seen this, but oh, Brandon, you've never have you seen, seen it? it? It seems like you've, you have yeah, seen it. Yes. It's, it's, it's been a while since I've seen it, but yes. So is this, does this seem pretty, pretty Midwest to you? Yes. It, it's, it's because, because you don't have, when you don't have the big city and you don't have the thrills that are easily accessible uh, of a big city, hometown pride and school pride and high school sports big become yeah, everything yeah. in in many ways yeah and that's and that's what you get that's i think the the circling it back cuz i'll i'll ramble on forever but that that's that's the biggest sense you get from this movie is it's not it's about a town having to trust that you know they can kind of take a step out on faith and mm. see what happens and try a new way try try a way that's not tradition because because you you get the sense there's nothing going on in this town except for the basketball team's victories that's what they sounds ho- very friday night lightsy oh oh dude absolutely absolutely it, it it has that written all over it very much that and so so you're pinning so like they have this winning thing and it's like you get jimmy on the team you do zone defense that's how you win that's it that's all we're doing and Gene Hackman is coming in there and his whole thing is like, he wants to break him down to build him up. So he's completely messing with the system and the town freaks out about it. But it really, it really, you you do have an understanding that like, they just want to, they just want to, they want to see this victory because that's all they have. Like, like it, I mean, not, and not putting it down in a way, but uh, the, but yeah, they're, they're, they're just, they're living their lives and the games, everyone comes to the games. The entire town is invested in the games and you also, I think, I think the other thing that I love is almost like to a propaganda extent, they film Indiana uh, so beautifully. I mean, there's so many sun sh- sunset shots. I mean, there's so, just like really capturing the fields and the greens and the and the and the pinks and the oranges. Like, you really just get a sense of this kind of like idyllic land. It's not again. Is it is it about the Midwest? No, but I, I think that it really takes a great snapshot of and angelo uh i think his name is pizzo who who wrote the script uh, uh, correct me if i'm wrong twitter or instagram uh he is he actually is from indiana he he had a you know very similar experience to this growing up so this is very personal to him um and and i love that you could you could feel that in the movie so yeah i mean not not a perfect movie by any means but surely a movie that uh loves the midwest and and reflects that so yeah hoosiers is mine y'all uh, we're way past big speech time. Huh? I want to thank you for the last few months. It's been very special for me. Anybody have anything they want to say? Yeah. Let's win this and for all the small schools who never had a chance to get here. 
I want to win for my dad. Let's win for Coach, who got us here. Thank you. Nice. That's a great choice, and and was uh, when I was going through thinking about possible choices, it was it was on my list, which is maybe why it was easier for me to to guess it because I had recently uh, uh, been thinking about yeah. it. Yeah. All right. You now it's 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 your turn, buddy. All right. I'll give it go give it, it a go for my first uh, my first first time at this, uh, and. Um, Nick or Alex, whoever wants to, to chime in here on this uh, opening theme song because it's an important part of the movie. And if you oh, know yeah. the movie just from the song, the intro song, then we might be friends for life. If not, we can still be friends. <laughs> um, I love it. I love it. So uh, it, uh, it, we open on black and, and this song is the intro to the, to the movie. We're having a heat wave, a tropical heat wave. Started in the wrong key, and now it's too low. Temperature's rising, it isn't surprising. She certainly can. And so that lovely song plays as we see shots of uh, a small Midwestern town in the snow. The town square, cars parked at local stores. After several of those shots, we end up on a little uh, residential street where a man is knocking on a door, snow-covered house, asking for Mr. Gustafson. Mr. John Gustafson? Yep. <laughs> yeah. Oh, good for you. Yep, 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 yep. I knew it. I That's that's a great you, one. Alex, do you know? Come on. No, of course I don't. <laughs> Are you serious? <laughs> Bro, I'm telling you, I'm I'm bad at this. Alex, Alex, what? This is a movie is in the National Film Registry. This is a Thank brilliant you. film. Oh my god, oh, it's 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 Fargo, man. Oh, close. It's not Fargo. Not Fargo. Gustafson. Well, it? there might what be another it? John Gustafson in uh, in Minnesota. This does, in Ooh. fact, take place in Minnesota, but it's Wabasha. Minnesota. So I'll keep going oh just a little bit. Keep going. Keep going. Yeah, you're yeah, in, you this, you're in the right state. Uh, and uh, so... There's no use pretending this isn't happening, Mr. Gustafson. <laughs> we go up to the second floor of the house and we see an older gentleman sneaking out of a second floor window onto the roof and sneaking away from the man knocking at his house, goes over to his neighbor. Oh! Uh, now he's got it. Uh, yes. Yes, I, I do believe I do. Uh, uh, is it is it about some old men who are grumpy? Yes. A, a bunch of yes. old, old guys, yeah. Yes. Oh, that makes me so happy. I love it. I love it. It is uh, Grumpy Old Men, starring Jack Lemmon and Walter Matthau. <laughs> you still using that beat-up old piece of firewood? The Green Hornet's caught more fish than you've lied about, Gustafson. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You share? Huh? Drives pretty fast on that snowmobile. Pretty damn fast. Yeah. Did you hear about Eddie Hicks? Hypothermia's a bitch. Oh. <laughs> 
Oh man, it's been a hot minute since I have yeah. seen this movie. You, These movies, you also they kind of come as a pair. You also get extra points for singing the theme song. Thank you. Well, that was Courtney's yeah. suggestion. She said you got to sing it because oh, it's such an iconic part of. Every time I hear that song, I think of this movie, and it makes me happy. Oh my god. So it's, okay, so talk to me about talk to me about your yeah. experience with this movie. Like what? Yeah, so you know, watching it. What what do you love about this? What is this thing? Come on, Alex, it's Fargo. <laughs> Fargo. Fargo okay, was on the Fargo was on my list also. <laughs> Uh, but this is a uh, grumpy old man just has like a part of my heart that a lot of other movies yeah. don't, don't have. Um, and you know, it, it's, it's, first of all, it's the comedy. It's how fantastic Jack Lemon and Walter Matthau are and their, their comedy genius. Um, and I, I don't know when I first saw this movie, I must've been 15, uh, 14 15 or 16 because came out in in 94 um and uh, it's it's having watched it again last night to review to review uh it's the midwestern thing it's i love winter movies love christmas movies and while this isn't about Mm -hmm. christmas it's at christmas time um Mm -hmm. and it's a it's a small town and it's the comedy and it's kind of raunchy in a way but but like in a in a very uh safe way uh yeah so yeah. i could appreciate mm-hmm. it because i was very you know kind of very uh, uh grew up in a very prude household so so looking back it's like i don't courtney said you mom let you watch this movie um but i was a but i was a teenager <laughs> by that point so um but it's it's the comedy. I mean, it's how good Jack Lemon and Walter Matthau are, and their friendship, and their sarcastic uh, humor, and the practical jokes that they play on each other. And no matter how much they dislike each other, sometimes because of because of you find out what happens in the movie, why they they had this fight, they still deep down love each other and have an appreciation for each other. They live next door to each other, but they're always playing practical yeah. jokes. Um, and then you have Daryl Hannah and Kevin Pollack, uh, Buck Henry are all, you know, in this movie. I don't know. And the music, the music I'm seeing now, it's looking, it's composed by Alan Silvestri. Makes sense. Um, but there, but there are really great music cues that is just really done, really well done. Well, it was very nice meeting you, John Gustafson. Uh. And now that we know one another, don't be a stranger, neighbor. Oh, and John. King's Rook to Queen's Bishop Three. This makes me happy. And Burgess Meredith, sorry, and also Burgess Meredith, which I don't know him much from. I know he's... Uh, obviously, obviously, did a lot of work in his career, but it's it's amazing too because these are two guys who have such. I mean, Jack Lemmon has had some of the most mm-hmm. famous pairings in the world uh, of cinema. I mean, you know, Tony Curtis and him and some like it hot, um, and then and then with Walter Matthau in The Odd Couple, they've done six movies together. Incredible, and I love incredible that too really? because yeah. I've worked uh, my my friend Sam Huntington. Uh, we've only done two movies together, but if I could do every movie with him, uh, I, I would do that because and we're not we're not Matthau and <laughs> Lennon, but we have our own version of like this buddy thing. And I always look forward to the op- next opportunity to work with him. It reminds me of 
of these it's always, their their comedy duo. No, it, it definitely is a movie that uh that brings that brings joy to the heart. It is definitely a and it, and it's very it's very mired in Americana, right? It feels very the relationships feel real. Like it's it's not it's not prudish. It's not anything like that. But like it it feels like it, it appeal. I think I think this movie in this particular genre, like it'll appeal to like the widest possible audience, right? Like we're going to think it's funny, but also mm-hmm. our parents think it's funny. You can live anywhere and think it's funny because it's, because it's relatable and the environment's relatable. The, the, yeah, I don't know. And I, I will say I, you know, I haven't, I haven't seen many, so many movies I think have tried to in some way enact upon the formula that grumpy old men, mm-hmm. or grumpy old men, I should uh, set down. Um, you know, where you take 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 actors who have had long careers, they're a little, you know, they're they're in their older years, and you put them in a in comedy and see what happens. And not too many movies have been able to pull this off um, in the same way. And I think that is a testament to both Walter Matthau and Jack Lemmon, um, just as consummate performers. I I think um, one of the movies that we reviewed. Oh shoot! Well, I, 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 I I can say this because at this point, this this episode will come out. But one of the yes. movies that that we talked about was uh, Glenn mm-hmm. Gary, Glenn Ross, and Jack Lemmon in that movie is. I mean, you truly yeah. see that this is a this is a man who just knows how to act. I mean, he's insane, um, and and you really can't pull off a comedy like this without full commitment and and just and and that friendship that you're talking about, which I think is yeah. so apparent. So apparent. and it works. But I mean, they really have tried to replicate the formula like modern day with with you know yeah. Robert De Niro's done a bunch of them. Um, Morgan Freeman, like Jack Nicholson, they they keep pairing big actors from you know the seventies, eighties, nineties powerhouses who are just trying to find you know light fare and make some money and and whatever you know. And the movies end up good, but they're not. None of them, none of them come out the other end iconic. Yeah, none of them come out the other end with with actual with, with a weight. You, you know, gotta like you gotta establish right. relationship yeah. between the actors is is so is so important and I you know I don't know that you can define do a mathematic uh, mathematical equation that that can replicate that it's it's just an energy and that's also I mean no. it's obviously it's the script it's the director the music all of these things are are important in making a great film but you know we watch this movie and he's he's that guy from start to finish he's not taking a break every scene he he's in it he's not he's he's played a character like this so many times um but he's not phoning it in and they're committed to their each other's relationship yeah jacob says that michael and melanie are uh, gonna get back together again well jacob doesn't know his ass from a hole in the ground melanie is getting a divorce Well, uh, I've got a couple of things I want to tell you. Yeah. The reason I came down here tonight is I wanted to tell you. Oh, will you spit it out? I haven't got all night. I don't shout Look, at I'm me. not shouting. Plus, my took us to get down here on Christmas Eve to thank you, and all you can do is shout at me. To thank me? All right. I take it back. I don't thank you. Impossible. Impossible. Love it. Love it. Great, grand, good grand choice. choice. Yeah, Jim, I I really like the choices we made this. This is this has been a nice one. And they're all good. They're all different. They're all different, and not uh, and makes me miss snow. Yeah, I do miss snow. <laughs> Except I miss the snow. But see, that's and that's the thing that I'm a little worried about coming out y'all's way is like seasons. You know, I do like seasons, and uh, well, I don't miss New York City snow. 
but I I miss the countryside. No, I grew up out in Pennsylvania, well outside Philadelphia. So I, you know, it's not quite Midwest, but it's closer than Manhattan. Yeah, yep. and you got some snow. But yeah, coming coming L- LA is uh, you get used to it. You know, everyone says it's it's a net positive the weather uh, being consistent and nice all the time. But um, I don't know. Here's the thing about California that's wonderful about California, is that you can go travel two hours. And you can be in a different aspect of yeah. California. You you can get it all: the snow, the beach, That's the true. desert. So, I did that. Yeah, I I had a friend when he turned thirty. Uh, what he wanted to do was in a single day he wanted to skydive, ski, surf, and run a half marathon. <laughs> this person is insane. That's uh, insane. So I offered to drive him. We got up at like four in the morning, and I drove him out, and he ran a half marathon on this hiking trail. And then we went and we did skydiving, and then I drove him to a mountain, and he skied, and then we drove to the beach, and he went surfing all in one day. It was it was. Pretty I wild. don't like that's too many choices. That's too- that's too. I slept in, I slept in the car for most of it. <laughs> Good. Though. Yeah, that's what you should do. On your thirty, you just sleep. <laughs> just sleep, man. No, yeah. But I'm I'm excited. I am excited. I will say, having like having you know being able to just be around. Just first of all, water and beaches and uh it's it's amazing. Yeah, yeah. You know, then I'll, I'll be out there, you know, see you guys. But uh no, this is this is this has been absolutely wonderful. And Brandon, thank you again just so much uh for for coming on here. Is there anything you wanna, you know, you wanna you wanna plug, you wanna say, you wanna shout out any 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 last words you have for the for the for the listeners in? Uh you know, everybody I it's every every day may be challenging now. We're in, we're still in a quarantine pandemic before the election, and I'm just doing my best to remind uh, myself to take it day by day, um, and and to check a couple of things off my list um, because you know at, at least for me I'm not currently working. Uh, there are some shows and projects that are starting to slowly get together, but each day kind of blends into the next and it feels like I'm not uh, making any, any progress, but um, I'm just taking it one day at a time and um, working to be good to the people that are in my same household and, um, and take it easy. Yeah. Don't put pressure on yourself. All you can do. Well, if you ever want to come back and do this again, just let us know. Absolutely. It's amazing. Amazing. Well, guys, listen, uh, you know, as always. Oh, and vote. Oh, yeah. That, that, and vote. vote. Yeah, vote. That's what I was going to say, too. Please, please vote, guys. This is. That was the one word I was I was hoping in the no. cold open, <laughs> but it's, I could draw out of you. But you know, you yeah. know what it is though. I will say because first you got to get the. I just had to get that out, and then I was going to yeah. say vote. It's like ah, and then vote, vote. Yeah. but but also vote. scream and then vote, scream and then and vote, then scream again, and scream again. <laughs> uh, but no, we taking it one day at a time. I think is a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful sentiment, um, and it's one that we should all do because you know it, that's literally all we got, and and, and also because honestly. I think that that if there was any way to appreciate any sort of silver linings that we might find in this time, it is from being present in the moment and just just appreciating what we got. Just just being here and uh, as crazy as that is, as hard as that is, it, it really is the thing that will help us. Life is kind of always going up and down and back and forth. And if you're always just trying to get to the up, the up is always going to come down a little bit. It's the, just a natural progression of of the universe i think and so you do have to be able to appreciate the ups when it's up and when it's down find something to appreciate but but uh you know uh, 
where's the why where are the wise words they've got have been lost into the vacuum of quarantine <laughs> but it is it's me it's me basically just saying you're right uh, do do your best to appreciate appreciate the experience that's it of today <laughs> that's all we got that's all we got dude you're the best thank you uh ladies and gentlemen uh stay tuned and we'll uh, we'll see you uh, when you, you know next week or something we'll see you bye bye everyone bye little justin little justin little justin Have you ever wondered how your favorite performer actually feels? Well, here's your chance. Welcome to The Quiet Part Out Loud with me, Bobby Steggert, Broadway actor and now a therapist to a whole host of Broadway creatives. Part interview, part therapy, this is not your typical podcast. We'll go right to the heart of things with some of your favorite artists, what they still struggle with, what lessons they've learned, what they haven't figured out yet. There is enormous power in saying the quiet part out loud. Are you listening? Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.